Hi everyone, I'm Angelina with Team Rockin' Cushions, and this is episode 4 of the Rockin' Talk Season 2. Ring in the new year with Michelle Vanderwater and her good friend Adrian Kiwis as they say goodbye to 2020 and hello to 2021. Hope you enjoy this fun special edition of Rockin' Talk. Um, 
they had nothing to do and were willing to. So <laughs> lucky they had nothing to do. That sounds terrible. That sounds great. But it was awesome. You were able to work with them. I was able to work with them. Um, I've just been really productive. I got to make a ton of masks, which I really enjoyed. I never um, knew how much I love to make masks. Who knew? But really. I was never big on Halloween, but this year I was huge. I love making masks. It's true. Um, I still have a couple of thousand left. So if anybody's looking for masks, I'm giving away a lot of masks to charity organizations. Um, you know, non-profit, so please email me, DM me, hit me up if you need masks, especially for kids. I have tons of kids' masks to give away. Um, so that was some good things. What about you? What, what, what happened for you this year? Oh, I think it was a lot of the same. Uh, not same, same, but just very productive. I mm -hmm. uh, was able to work with a lot of people I hadn't worked with before. Yeah. And just able to do a lot of things I really hadn't done before. So mm -hmm. really dive into creating content and a lot of self-growth also. So it was good. I actually love, I thought, uh, actually loved 2020. I thought it was great. You know, I really focused on uh, everything that I wanted to do, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, I loved it. So we both had an unusually good year on a personal level. Um, it's a shame that it had to come at the expense of millions of people dying, but you know what? <laughs> That's terrible. Sorry, I, that was a terrible joke. Um, <laughs> Is that a joke? It's terrible. We also suffered. We no, also we're suffered. We're grateful. <laughs> Is what grateful. she was saying. Very grateful, but we we also suffered with our fellow Americans. Yes. <laughs> okay, I am just gonna jump right into the list. Okay. Mm, that's sparkling wine. Good tour. <laughs> really good thing that happened this year. Um, the first ever. Oscar went to an international film for best picture, Parasite. Oh, it was great. I was, you know um, what's so funny about that? I love the movie, but before I, when I went to go see it, I had no idea what it was about. I had, me too. I, I hadn't watched the trailer. Yeah. I thought it was some horror movie and they get affected uh, and they turn into zombies and they're stuck in this home. So I was really blown away by the movie. As it was going. I really loved it. I didn't want to... I heard so many good things about it, but I didn't want to ruin the experience for myself. Because you know when you have those expectations of, oh my gosh, this is an amazing movie, you go into it like expecting something to blow you away, and then it doesn't because, you know, you, you kind of like... You're not really paying attention to like all the nuances. So I didn't know anything either when I watched it. And it was like so weird and... Uh, yeah, I still to this day I can't really explain the movie because I feel like it's just one of those things. Oh, you, you, have to you want to know what it's about? Well, I feel like the sensory experience in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny because my brother he saw a trailer and before anything he was like, "Oh man, this movie looks really good," and he sent me the trailer and I just looked at like the title and just kind of the poster. I was like, "All right, I got it." <laughs> like no big deal. I got what it's about. But I was totally wrong. I should have watched the trailer. But it's really, really good. I'm so glad. Yeah, he won the Oscar. Yes. Lots of awards. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Okay. And it was the uh, like one of the last movies I saw before everything was shut down and the movie stopped playing. Oh, in really? Theaters. Oh, right. Yeah. It was like right about that time. That was like the last one that I saw before everything was like shut down and couldn't go to the movies anymore. So it was a great way to sort of end it. Going movie theater experience. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, okay. Did you know that dogs that were trained to protect wildlife have saved 45 rhinos from poachers in South Africa? I didn't know that. Well, that's a fun fact. That happened this year, and I think that's amazing. Um, you know, I'm very much against poaching. Except for these earrings, which I really, which I really love, made from black ivory. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. You can train your dogs. Made from four rhinos. <laughs> you can train your dogs to uh, save uh, wildlife. That's so crazy. So they're like they, the dogs just wander around with the rhinos. You know, I don't know. We should look into that. Or do they rhinos have guns, and like the dogs are like. Helping. Maybe they just let the dogs loose when it's hunting season and then the dogs attack the poachers instead of what a normal hunting dog would do. I mean, there's a lot of hypotheticals we're just throwing out there. I mean, we should probably do a little more research on what it was and okay. how they protected. It doesn't matter. Millions of rhinos were saved because of cute little dogs that were trained especially to save them. So that, that was really good news. That was great news, actually. That's pretty cool. That was um, probably one of the positive things. Yes. Yes. But more importantly... More importantly, 45 rhinos being saved, yes. More importantly, Crayola came out... What? ...with over 40 skin tone colors for people, little kids, to play with um, that actually represents their own identity. So that's amazing. And she's going to name them all right now. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> First color, Tamika. Second color, uh, Carlos. Third color, um, Kristen. Fourth color, Michelle. Uh, fifth color, Adrian. What color are you normally? Five. No, because you're Mexican. Aren't you Mexican? No, what are you? What's your heritage? Where is this going? <laughs> I thought there were colors of I'm, Crayola. Well, just, yeah, skin tone colors. Is that how they... Are you a brown person like me? Yes. Okay, so that's great. So then you're number six. I was five. I was five. five. Okay. Anyway, over 40 new colors Crayola brought out. What? That's you know, crazy. To match everybody's skin. To, you know what? I wish this came out when I was growing up because um, I grew up in Australia with no people of color being really represented. And so all the makeup didn't have like, you know, shades of brown or black or anything other than pale white skin colors. So... I wish Crayola came out with this idea when I was growing up. Um, even my Cabbage Patch doll had to be white, which really broke my heart because I really wanted her to be, you know, my baby. And uh, I couldn't have a, they just didn't exist in Australia. So, did they exist here, black Cabbage Patch dolls? Yeah. So I just got, you know, shafted basically. But I'm so happy that Crayola came out. It's so great. With all these crayons. About time. To, uh, you know, for in in inclusivity for all the kids out there today. So, yeah, kids have it good these days. Oh, man. So, these kids are spoiled. They never know. They never know what it was like. Having only one Crayola for skin tone. I know. Spoiled little and it's brats. purple. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> okay. Do you want to read the next one? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> animal shelters are more empty than ever. Now, when I first read this, I thought, I thought this was a bad thing because I was like, oh my gosh, no one's, you know, taking the animals to shelters to be looked after. What they mean is that people are adopting 
all the animals from these shelters. So all these animals have homes now because everybody's stuck at home, quarantining, and they need companionship, so. Yeah, I think it's just kind of, uh, the sentence is phrased differently. I think it could have been like, so many dogs were being taken from shelters because everybody was home. <laughs> yeah, that would have made more sense. I'm a little dyslexic when it comes to reading between the lines. <laughs> no, it's like clickbait. Clickbait, exactly. Animal shelters are more empty than ever. Because everybody's buying dogs and cats. And adopting them. Which is and adopting sweet. them. And using these dogs to help fight off poachers from rhinos. Yes, <laughs> training them. Yes. <laughs> it's true. See, everyone, ha every living thing has a purpose on, in this world. <clears throat> okay, speaking of every, speaking of things having purposes, did you know Scotland became the first country in the world to make period uh, sanitary products for free? Yeah, I knew that. How did you know that? Why are uh, you looking up those kind of information? I'm always up to date on period products okay, in Scotland. I, you know what, this is way, this is long overdue for women all around the world because it's not our fault that, you know, we're cursed with a menstrual cycle every month. I say it's a curse because I really suffer every month. But um, obviously, it's not only a curse because it allows us to have... So many good things babies. come from it. <laughs> but the fact that we have to, uh, you know, pay for these, you know, pay a lot for them and, you know, um, tax on it on top of that. So that's the thing I think they're doing in the US. They're trying to remove the, the tax on menstrual products. Oh, I didn't know but that. But it doesn't go as far as actually making them free for women. So now so. does the products become more expensive because you have to fly to Scotland for it? Oh, find someone in Scotland. There you go. Find a pen pal. Who can uh, just send them to you. Well, I guess you pay for postage. That's a great... You know what, it might not be worth it because you have to pay for postage, so all the postage you spend, you probably be better So either fly to Scotland and buy, <laughs> go to Costco there, and then ship it back, or move to Scotland. Yeah. Either or. or. Marry, or just, yeah, move to Scotland, marry a cute Scottish boy. Make sure he's of age. Doesn't have to be of age. They do things differently over there. Clearly, they have period pre free products over there. Age is just a number. Don't listen to. Don't listen age to is a Age is just a label. It is. And speaking of labels, did you know that during quarantine and this year, tons of people were rediscovering their love for old hobbies, including gardening, cooking, and knitting. Who were those people? I mean, I've been a knitter. I was a knitter for a really long time. I was obsessed with knitting. Literally, like about five years ago, I was completely obsessed. I made everything with my knitting needles. Um, and I really miss it. I mean, I haven't had time to pick them up this year, but I think people love cooking. They love gardening. Um, they love being creative. What have, you, what have you done lately? I think this should be rephrased also. Uh, during this pandemic, women all over the world have found their love for uh, their hobbies of cooking, gardening, and sewing. And men have fell in love with video games. That's true. We're trying to get away from the 
no, but it, no, but it's true though. Uh, everybody has fallen in love with hobbies. So many people have rediscovered like playing guitar, playing uh, music, and uh, sewing for many people. But also, a lot of uh, people have started different types of crafts and artwork. Also, and they've a lot of people have started following their hobbies and their passions that they've done. Haven't been able to do because they've been at home now, which is really great. Yes, there's a huge like. Uh, Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And I feel like these are things that people are sharing with their kids. And so they're teaching their kids how to do these things. It's like a real family experience, you know? Yeah. Like, I love that. I think that's great. I mean, if I had kids, I would totally be making them cook for me every night of the week. And mowing the lawn. And, and doing laundry. <laughs> and washing the dishes. And giving me a manicure. I mean, you know, look at this. Massaging my shoulders. Making sure that the rooms are clean. I love kids. Sanitizing everything. Even the, their little selves. Um, speaking of which, all these things were being... <laughs> speaking of which? All of these things were being displayed in, on TikTok, which absolutely exploded. Okay, Adrian, you are a major TikToker. This guy is a major TikTok star, in case you didn't know. You need to go check him out. Adrian Kiwis. Um, yes. Experience or just just Adrian Kiwis. Uh, Kiwi. So true. Like, I think for me, I really dove into TikTok this year. I probably well over a thousand videos I posted, and it was just like That's uh, incredible. And I think a lot of people, other people too. And I think kind of going along with uh, the last topic of just your passions and hobbies and everything, they were displaying that on TikTok. A lot of people were doing. Uh, showing the progress, showing how-to videos, uh, talking about what they, they're passionate about on TikTok, and it gave them a platform to express themselves, whether it was, you know, uh, just, you know, talking to their TikTok audience or their sort of talent that they had, which is great. It was a huge boom. I think it's awesome. And you know what? Like, honestly, this just reminds me, somebody posted something on Facebook a few months ago, and, you know, it was an older person, and they were complaining that kids these days are spending too much time in front of a screen and they're gonna, you know, they, they were really nostalgic about their own childhoods running free in a field and reading books and all this other crap. But I responded and I said, I don't think you understand. This generation is dubbed the content generation because all they are doing is creating and putting it online. Like, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Like, obviously, this person was not, like, on TikTok or the gram or anything like that. Like, they were really just... I don't think, yeah, I don't think the, uh, that person totally understood. Because that person, 40, 50 years ago, he was, like he said, just running around in a field. Mm -hmm. Like, today's kids, they literally have, they are literally running a their own TV show, meaning they're developing what their ideas are for their next video, getting whatever they need for the next video, bringing in people for the video, mm -hmm. and scheduling it out. And they have their own fan base and audience that they are, that listen to them, and which is crazy now to think. And just uh, what everyone, and these are just like... 10 year olds. Yeah, this, this just shows that the leading, the person on YouTube that made the most money was an eight-year-old last year. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, he made like $26 million. Wow. And he was like an eight-year-old. 
I mean, okay, so making money is one thing, but the point is, I mean, you know, obviously that has uh, its own, uh, what am I trying to say? Its own um, vice. But the, the, the fact is to make $26 million, you've got to be doing a lot of imagine, imagining, creating. creating. That's a lot of work. That's a lot, a of, lot work. of work. A lot of work, you know, time that's not and energy that's like, like, put into. It's a lot more than running in a field and reading a book. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yes. So, you know. so I hope you're watching and, and yeah, this is continued to my response on that Facebook post uh, months ago. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do you want to read the next? So moving on. Okay, we've had a little. Speaking of. Had a little rest. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking of, um, eight-year-olds making twenty-six million last year. Uh, what Taco is Bell <laughs> canceled potatoes. Shut up. Canceled. Canceled. I think just uh, in a sidestep. I think there were a lot of key phrases in two thousand and twenty. I think canceled was one of them. A lot of things were canceled. Yeah. Whether for whatever the pandemic or just society or whatever, the trigger culture, but a lot of things were canceled. Stimulus check, very popular word. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were saying that. Mm -hmm. Pandemic. <laughs> Sell it all. More importantly, but to get back to the potatoes, okay? Yes. This was actually very good news for me because I am trying to lower my carb intake. At Taco and, uh, Bell, when she goes to Taco Bell. This is why it's so important. It's very important. She has a year's membership Taco Bell subscription that she goes to. Okay, let me just say. Okay, it is a little too much to put potatoes in a tortilla. Okay, that's like double the carbs that you really don't need. So if you can eliminate one of those things, you're already on your way to a healthy lifestyle. And I, I, I really do think the potatoes being cancelled in this case was the right choice to make. Because you can always replace them with peppers or onions. Or Are you listening, Taco cheaper, Bell? Cheaper alternative. Although I kind of wonder, was it because they were unpopular or because um, they took up too much room or were they too expensive? I, ha I find it really hard to believe that potatoes are expensive. Because when I was a struggling student, I, you know, one of the things I used to eat all the time was a Spanish omelette, which is literally potatoes and eggs. Um, and the whole thing costs like $2. So I don't, you know, have a really hard time to figure out, to believing that potatoes are too expensive. But they are big, which means that probably like shipping them to each location and like chopping them up and peeling them is like a very expensive process. Maybe or maybe it's just not like a Mexican item, Mexican food item, and they're just like... No, they have potatoes in Mexico. I know, I've been there. No, but like, as far as their menu, maybe just like, no, we don't really need, we got beans, we got rice. We're doing a lot of work here. We don't need potatoes. Like, no one's really buying french fries here. Yeah, I guess, do you buy french fries at Taco Bell? Actually, I don't go to Taco Bell. I've actually never been to Taco Bell. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be commenting on it if that's the case. So, okay. Uh, moving on. Speaking of french fries, Adrian, did you yes. know that... I love french fries. I love french fries, too. But not at Taco Bell! I I love French fries with truffle oil. Oh my gosh, that is something to die for. I've never had it. Oh my, you are missing out. Where do you go for that? You well, fancy restaurants or, or a gastro pub will have uh, fly, flies, fries with truffle oil, or maybe loaded fries with like everything else on it. 
But um, truffle oil, parmesan cheese, some kind of like garlic herb seasoning. Absolutely delicious. You can also do it at home if you like to. I think I will be doing it at home because I don't think any of these places are open right now. Yeah, you can buy truffle oil mm, and you just like sprinkle it on top. It's amazing. Um, but if you, you can also do that on popcorn, Ooh, truffle oil popcorn, of. which you might want to take with you when you go to the latest 2020 craze, which is a drive-in movie theater. Yes. So I went to a movie theater uh, this year. I actually saw Ghostbusters around Halloween. What? Um, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, we just went to like a little parking lot around the corner here. And um, they had a screen up and, you know, we could sit in the car and I brought some popcorn. Um, we could, you know, watch the movie. I did a little kissing with somebody. <laughs> it was fun. I, too, went to a driving movie theater. I saw Tenet. This is at a, like, a real drive-in theater where they have, like, all the big, huge screen and you had to drive in there and it was, like, made for drive-ins. Usually drive-in theaters, um, they're double features. Are they? Yeah. Are like, if you go to drive-in theaters, they're double features. But since this pandemic, they canceled that and they made it just a single movie so that they can do one movie and then all the cars get out and then the next movie's coming in, next round of people come in. Right. So they can make more money. They can make more money, yeah. And there wasn't a lot of movies out. So, like for Tenet, that's the only movie that was out. So they just showed it twice. And that's why uh, another reason for them to get all the cars out. That's a shame because I feel like, you know, it takes so long to settle into a driving movie. You know what I mean? You gotta find your space. And then you have to kind of like get comfortable. It's an experience. Yeah, you're probably not watching the first 10 minutes of the movie if it plays on time. You're talking to people. You're like trying to find the station on the radio. You're eating all the popcorn. That's um, her experience, that sounds like. Takes me a while to settle into a driving movie. So you what need, is going on? You actually need more Where's than, this radio station? You need, to, you need more than two hours. I'm all out of popcorn. Ten, movie, ten minutes in the movie. What happened? You do need more than two hours to like actually settle in and enjoy the movie. I think if you go with Michelle, yes. But I think a better idea would be instead of like making it one movie where you know everybody has to leave after the end of it they just have like more stuff for that one movie you know what i mean like maybe they have somebody like like extra like, features like the booper reel well not necessarily on the screen but they could have a live performer they could have a band playing yeah i think uh the establishment they're like let's get everybody out and make another round of money and not That's like true. let's get the juggler out here well, I just think, you know, if they were selling more snacks, you know, maybe they were selling food to your car window or whatever, and they, they maybe had some more, like, live entertainment, and it was more of a festival atmosphere. Yeah. They would make more money because then they would, and in less, in the less amount of time, basically. Because they wouldn't have to wait for everybody to leave and have more people come in. True. I totally agree. It's like I a driving festival. That's what I'm thinking of. Right, right. Speaking of that, why are you drinking your champagne? I've been drinking it. Okay, I'm. This is not fair. Cheers. I think we're gonna have to do a bit of a uh, drink. Yeah, a big drink, so we can catch up to it. I don't big drink. I it's my. I enjoy it. He has to look after his ten pack of abs here. By the way, 
We need to see this tonight. Taking it all off! The fans are asking for it. Speaking of that, <laughs> all sports stopped. I don't care. Whoa. A lot of people lost their jobs. Oh, I care about that. That's very sad. Now you care. Yeah, I do care. Alicia, I love you. I'm so sorry you weren't able to work for the Clippers anymore. Yeah, so... She's actually the friend who introduced us. Our mutual friend, actually. Hi, Alish. And uh, she works for the Clippers, and because the season was cancelled, she wasn't able to work for them anymore um, in the nanny department, taking care of all little kids. So I do feel very bad that a lot, lots of people were unemployed um, because of that. Um, but you know what? Sports is one of those things that's very adaptable. I feel like it transitions to TV very easily. You don't have to be actually there live watching anything to enjoy the game. That's True, but there are a lot of uh, players that actually... I mean, they're still having to go out there and play. And a lot of them are still uh, dealing with that the whole process. They're, they're, all the, the sports uh, leagues are back into it, but they're still being affected by the whole pandemic and everything, which is kind of crazy. But they're trying to push through it all. Same thing with a lot of industries right now. It's crazy. Oh my gosh, so they're only able to make $1 million this year instead of $5 million. Sore subject. <laughs> I'm just saying, to put things in perspective, if we're going to talk about big game sports, you know what let's I mean? Put the, hold on, let's put things in perspective. Uh, with sports being gone, a lot of people dealt with a lot of depression because there was nothing to entertain them. So there was a lot... Okay, moving on! <laughs> this is another... They weren't entertained enough so they got depressed. Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah. Like, for, oh, did you get depressed? No, I'm saying a lot of... Like, oh, Adrian, it's okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of you. Just keep drinking, maybe that'll make you feel happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Don't say hard to me. Say sorry to the millions of people out there. Well, I'm sure. Okay, so the other flip side to that is. Um, Which flip is, side well, are you talking about? I guess uh, in that case, maybe they turn to other forms, more, you know, uh, other forms of entertainment. Not entertainment necessarily, but they were able to self reflect more and they were able to meditate and maybe tap into things and question why they love being distracted by sports so much instead of focusing on their family and themselves and their personal well-being. Maybe. Oh, they just hit the bottle and, you know, the booze companies made tons of money, as did the drug companies, mind you, you know, dishing out uh, Zoloft or antidepressants or whatever people take these days. All good things. <laughs> Positive stuff. But, okay, I do get your point. So sports was a really big It affected a lot of people. It affected and a like, lot of people in a bad way. Every industry, even like motion pictures, that's affected people. I mean, I, I can't imagine how many people said, I can't go to the movies. Just me. Well, okay, so so what's your favorite sport that you used, that you used to watch religiously on TV? Uh, just, I think it's just being, uh, being able to basketball, you know? I would play basketball. Go play basketball. That was another thing. My, I was in a basketball league, and it stopped. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I wasn't able to play. Like we literally were one game from the playoffs, and they canceled the whole season and everything. It was crazy. And even my a couple other friends, same thing. Aww. So like sports in general, this is crazy. Aww. But then there was like some weird stuff that happened here in 2020. Also, we had murder hornets. 
We had aliens. Okay, can I just say the murder hornets did not do their job in putting us out of our misery. What do you mean? They were they supposed to murder people? Aren't they like don't they kill people? Uh, well, there's actually a process of what happened to it. Okay. So they first came into uh, the U.S. around it was like April May, and then they go and it wasn't killing people. Which they they have the potential of killing people, but it's killing uh, bees, other oh, bees. What cannibal? That would can, like cannibal. Well, yeah, there are hornets that would kill bees, and that would really affect the world if all the bees were gone. Yeah, bees dying is not a good thing. Yeah. So here's this is the kind of it, melodrama of murder hornets. So they couldn't find it. There was only five queen bees that were out there, and all summer they were looking for it. Then September came along, and it became the uh, slashing season, and this is where all the, the murder hornets had built a nest of worker murder hornets, and they were about to go out and go killing, the killing season, that's what it's called. Killing so season. in November and December, killing season was about to start, and that was when they would go kill all these bees. So in October and November, the scientists in Washington really had to find these things before all these, because all the uh, murder hornet worker bees were still in there, like, Chickens. yes. Hi. And so they found it, and they found this tree, and they literally saran wrapped the tree, and be, were able to suffocate all the murder hornet bees, put them in a capsule, and they took it back. And then they, they big huge celebration, but then they found out that they didn't get the queen murder hornet. And so they had to go back out there and find her. They found the two. Then they realized there was another 200 more murder hornets that they didn't get. And then they ended up getting that one too, like the week later. Same. I, you know what? I just have to say, I don't think it's right. We should not be messing with nature this way. Like, honestly. Well, the, the murder hornets were not supposed to be indigenous to the U.S. Somehow they got here and they started going here. I know, but you know, if they were introduced, then they obviously adapted and the whole ecosystem adapted around them. So there is something, you know, there's, I, I know we want to control our environment and control all the ecosystems to make it more beneficial for humans, for us. But there is something about like, you know, if a species is introduced, there's a balance that's created. I don't know, I don't want, I don't want. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think it was. This murder hornets have been catastrophic. They have been catastrophic, but you, but you don't know where the catastrophe is going. Well, I could say that there were five murder hornets that came in, and then it came, became close to a thousand by November, and yeah. they had even started their killing season, and then mating season. So, it reminds me of that, that Black Mirror episode with the bees that they make that are like... Uh, they a lot of Black Mirror going on in 2020. <laughs> yes! I can't wait for the new season. I think it should just be called It starts Black tomorrow. 2020. It starts tomorrow. Is it called 2020? <laughs> no, 2021. Oh, God. Tomorrow is next season. Oh, wow. I would not be surprised if it took a, um, a leaf out of this year. Yikes. <laughs> but, uh... Speaking of Black Mirror. Oh my gosh, yes. Go. Have you seen any previews that feature any UFOs or aliens? Have I proof? I mean, have you seen any previews of, of, the, new, of the new season? Of what? Black Mirror. 
Yeah, every day. I mean, does it feature UFOs or aliens? Because that's the next thing on the list. Well, I was saying Black Mirror 2020 and a new season starts next year, meaning tomorrow, 2021. Oh, tomorrow. Meaning we are living in Black Mirror. Oh my gosh, okay. But does it feature UFOs or aliens? So far, yes. <laughs> it is It is becoming more and more prevalent that UFOs and aliens are going to be, we're going to be seeing a lot more of them. I hope so. You know what? And I really hope that they are more advanced than us, honestly. Oh, they already are. I mean, I hope they can save us from our dying planet. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I hope we have something to offer them yeah. that will incentivize them saving us. I hope they just don't come here and be like, oh my god, this is, this is just I think a they've already done that. We just need to, like, you know, do some ethnic cleansing and completely cleanse the planet and I think, the, I think a lot of the aliens are already out there and they're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> they got the touchdown and they're like, oh my god, let's get out of here. Well, and there's they, rumors, there's been speculations. And they're like, no, come save us. They've already touched down and they've been like, listen, you guys aren't ready for us. Oh. And they're like, they I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. They're watching right now. She's ready. I'll be a great Earth ambassador. What do you think? Oh, uh, you'd be the best. Get my, my, uh... I don't know if that's like racist or alienist <laughs> where you just straight up doing that. I'm like, doing would they be offended by this? Star Trek. And like, this is a Star, this is a what? Star Trek salute, okay? Is this it? What if they're. Oh. <laughs> it's not a gang sign, okay? They're aliens, it might be. Like, you literally come up and you're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, they only have like three fingers and you like mocking them? <laughs> they're, they're, hey, they're really look at me! I'm mocking to you! Communicate! I maybe they don't have a sense of humor. Maybe they actually think I'm trying to communicate with them. You better hope they have a sense of humor. <laughs> they look at me. This is so mean! Hey, what's up? Look at me, I'm you. I got three fingers. What would you do if you met an alien? If, if, if I met an alien? What would I do? I can tell you what I'd do. I would have my hands down low like this, open palms, and I would speak a very low tone, and I would use like my energy, okay, my, because they can, sense, they can sense fear, they can sense happiness. That's true, yeah, and so it's like, energy. Energy is very important. The more you are just like good spirits, it's like, hey. Open, deceptive. Okay, let's exactly. practice this. Practice what? We're gonna, I'm gonna be the alien. Okay, and you're gonna practice greeting me for the first time. Okay. Hi. I killed it. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to Alien. <laughs> alien number four. Yes, alien number four, the extra. But where are we finding these aliens? Because I think this year a lot of a lot of um, science has gone to Mars to find them. Yes, they've actually. Uh, I mean, there's all, there's been a lot of speculation already, and kind of already studies on this. But this August, uh, about about five or six countries blasted off to Mars, and the reason because that was is we had a direct line to Mars at that time. So we it was the straightest line that we had to Mars. And so... Oh, when was this? August. August. And so it was the US, uh, China, Dubai, Russia, 
Um, I think uh, Japan, um, I think we had, might have had two or a couple of them blast off, but we, that was the most direct line that we had to Mars. There weren't any planets in the way. No planets in the way, and it was a straight shot. And so they would be getting there, arriving there, and I think about uh, six or seven months. And then our next line would be 2022 and then 2024. 2024, we are looking to send uh, the first human there. So these first ones are initial just landing and just touching down, have like our own rover, that sort of thing, sort of survey the Planting land. the seeds, so Exactly. To and then 2022, they'll be dropping off all the equipment and shipment and everything. 2024, they'll be having people actually go there to... Colonize uh, the planet. Yes. They're looking about 2030, they'll be looking to have a full colonization of it. It's going to be like a Matt Damon movie where they... Just like that. Where they can Just plant, like that. plant potatoes and then sell them back to Taco Bell. We can that's, have them on the menu again. That's exactly why they're going to Mars. We need more potatoes. Yes. They will not be cancelled from the menu. No more cancelling potatoes. No cancelling potatoes. Yes. No more of that. I think that is the finest reason why we need to contribute to space exploration. Oh, this year? I can tell you guys right now. This whole decade is about space. This past decade was about technology and the internet and all that. But this next decade is all about outer space. Last decade was inner space. Just internet, all that stuff. This is going to be space, space, space. We're actually going to. It's right now. We, our society, are not ready for it. But there's a lot of things that are coming. I am so ready. I am so ready to be. Like know. this next year, there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff, and going forward, it's going to be accelerated. So whoever is ready, get ready. If not, you're going to be left behind. Well, I'm definitely ready. But speaking of moving forward to the future. Yes. At the same time, this year, we've been able to reflect a lot back on the past, especially ancient history. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. You know where I'm going with this. I do. Okay. So a whole bunch of mummies were unearthed this year, which is very fascinating. I actually wanted to be a, I actually wanted to be a paleontologist when I was growing up because I just loved dinosaurs. But my next choice was to be a um, somebody who unearthed mummies. What are they called? Archaeologist? Yes, archaeologist. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, it happened actually the end of 2019. They unearthed and opened up a bunch of mummies. And Wait, they didn't open up all of them because now we have these x-ray machines where they can actually go in the x-ray machines. They can scan them without having to actually physically open them and disrupt the whole curse that killed us all. So, so yes. Yes to that. But last year, 2019, they opened it up opened up the mummies, everything. They didn't have the technology. Then, out of January, they had the technology, it was like a, a scanner that they were able to put a mummy into, and they were able to make the mummy speak. What? Yes, no, yes, lying. no I'm not. Using the vocal cords of the mummy, and you could actually hear the mummy, I mean, it was not like crazy talking, but it was literally like, eh, eh, it was crazy. But they got the mummy to speak using this technology. So there was everyone saying that the curse of 2020 was because they opened up these mummies in uh, the end of 2019. So this past October, November, they opened up another hundred mummies. 
and the archaeologists, after they already opened up the mummies, they found that on the tombs and the walls, the writing on the walls saying that this was all cursed. Do not open the mummies. That's what was written on the wall. Yeah, because it was cursed. And they opened it up. It's oh, crazy. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to watch this movie. The Conspiracy We're Theories living it. of 2020. No, honestly, you know what? It's going to be like, what was that movie with um, um, Zeitgeist? What was that movie? What? Something Geist. Geist? You know that movie, everyone? The Geist? That movie about... Um, it kind of traces. It kind of traces the history of the uh, story of Jesus and how it's actually a, a prophecy, a story that's been like told. The story of like you know, on the third day he rises and all that kind of stuff. And then like it's actually like a very common story in like all this mythology. Mm -hmm. um, that movie. You know what I'm talking I about? Know, I don't know movies. Oh about. my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna find it. Yeah. Basically, this is gonna be the new version of that. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Kind of like you know. Okay, we we unearth all these mummies. Clearly cursed. There was writing, literally writing on the wall saying, do not open us because we are going to unleash a curse on all of you. They did. And here we are. They're just, we're just going in, opening up stuff, opening up stuff that shouldn't be opened up. Ugh. Some things that need to stay hidden. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, this is very good champagne, by the way. It's delicious. It is delicious. We have another bottle here that we are going to pop when it's time to do the actual count, the, the real countdown at the end of our show. So fear not, everybody, we will not be running out of champagne. I know you're very concerned, but it's, it's not a possibility, especially because Slowcoach here is only like... Slowpoke over here! <laughs> but speaking of, spe of space exploration, yes. I feel like this year, astrologically, was very important and special. I, for some reason, I feel like we had a lot of blood moons there was a lot of stuff. There was actually a blue moon. There was a blue moon? Yes. Like the bear? Potentially that's what it's named after. But yeah, the blue moon is uh, when there are two full moons in a single month. And there was one in October and the blue moon landed on Halloween. And the last time that happened was 1955, which is crazy. They, they knew this was happening though, isn't it like a cycle? They knew, they knew, like astrological, they knew it happened. Exactly, same thing with, we also had the Great Conjunction, which happened on December 22nd, which is where they had uh, Jupiter and Saturn very close together, the closest they've ever been uh, at night. And the last time that this happened, I believe was 800 years ago, and this was during Galileo, when Galileo was alive. The last time that this happened. God, I wish we could get those mummies to speak more because I'm sure they could tell us so many things that we need to know about this kind of stuff. Oh, I think they were far more advanced and... I do, and I think the aliens visited them and told the, you know, passed along all this information that, you know... Oh, I told it. There's this... It's so crazy how uh, just pyramids in general, uh, geom geometrically, how their design and everything, it correlates with the circumference of the world and the diameter and where the North and South Poles are, all that stuff, uh, just mathematically how it's all designed, it's so crazy. And just to think that pyramids were in Egypt and in South America and all over the world 
and they were almost designed simil very similarly, and there was no way for the people to cross the country, cross yeah. continents at that point. It's crazy. Aliens, people. Aliens, man. Aliens. We are, we are way overdue for a visit. Let me say, we are way overdue for a visit from the aliens. So aliens, if you're watching. Oh, they're already here. Okay. Aliens are already here. If they're you're just... already here, please, please save us from whatever we're going through right now. This pandemic, the suffering. They're just Adrian, like. Adrian, please save me from Adrian. Yeah, that's what they're thinking. They're like, save Adrian from. <laughs> oh. Okay. This girl over All here. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking at this next thing on the list, and I, I think this is one of yours because it doesn't. There, really there are a lot of them that are mine, it, but she's playing it off like, oh, it was my idea. Well, this, okay, okay no, but here it is. This, this is, is it. First, this is it. This, this is the first time ever. that no one completed their New Year's resolutions. Are you kidding me? Everybody has so many resolutions. Exactly. No, this past year, no one completed it. Everyone oh, was I like, see. go to the gym every day. Well, a lot of gyms were closed, you know, and travel okay, more. Yeah, travel have, more. No, 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 no okay. traveling. But I, honestly, Get away from my kids a lot more. Nope, you stay at home with your kids. I'm gonna argue with you on this one because I feel like we set um, resolutions without really thinking about the intentions behind the resolutions. For instance, you set a resolution to go to the gym more often, but what you are really intending to do is to get into shape, right? Not for everybody. A lot of people going to the gym is sort of like their idea of, hey, I'm getting out there. Uh, this is my thing. Because right now, a lot of people are struggling just doing home workouts. So it's not really about going to the working out and staying healthy. It's about going to the gym like it's a scene. Like it's a social event. Exactly. Okay, so maybe the resolution should have been get out more socially, make more social connections. That's really what they were hoping And that one answer. was also denied. Well, I don't know. <laughs> because just because we limit our, um, just because we limit the opportunities that we have doesn't mean that we can't find the opportunities that are right for us. So for instance, I can go to a party, right? I can be like, hey, I want to be more of a socialite. And I can go to a party thinking that I'm a socialite and I'm being social because I'm at a party with a lot of people, that doesn't mean that I'm actually forming a connection with somebody. That's where really that was the intention of going to a party, right? Was to have a connection with people. Or just get out, I man. I stay at home all the time. So but, I just need you know, to do that. Just go to something, experience something. I can do that at home. I mean, I can, I can join a Facebook group and I can sort of make more sincere connections online at home, probably more than I would have if I was in a room with a bunch of strangers and not really having that intimate. And then you know what that guy on Facebook saying? Man, when I was a kid, I was going out, running around the field, everything. Everyone now is just, they're right in front of their screen. You know what? It's just, a, it's just we're just doing things differently. Totally. I think that's what you have to understand, old people. That's what you have to understand, okay? And you listen to her. It's. It's, it's Lecture just, time. It's just different. It's not worse or better. It's just different. We're just living in a different... It's better. It is, it is better. It's more convenient, for sure. So convenient. <coughs> Squeeze me. Sorry. Did I, did I cough all over you? I, I, might, I might have a spot of COVID. Where are those masks at? Really oh my gosh, I know, my thousand, thousand masks sitting in my box over here. Sorry, I didn't mean to like get you a nice of you. Um, 
But yeah, I think, you know, I think what 2020 has really allowed us to do is maybe put some of these resolutions and ideas about things, think about them in a different way, in a different way conceptually. I think, yeah, I, in agreement with that, I think 2020 was a, sort of a purge where you kind of force yourself to do a lot of things that you weren't, haven't done before and kind of uh, break out of a different comfort zone, whether it's, you know, staying home, working on something, more time with your, your family, or being able to really focus on a passion, a hobby, or a new business, or something like that, and just really, you know, change your direction and, and try new things out, which is great. I think it's great, and I think it's really brought people back to basics. Because so many times we, we think we need to have all these things to, to be able to do all the things we want to do. But if you want to spend more time with your kids, I mean, you don't need to be sort of doing activities with them to spend time with them. You know what I mean? Like, you could just as easily just stay home and play a board game or help them draw or teach them something like a simple cooking recipe or do something with them in the home. Like, how to, like show them how to wash the dishes or do laundry. You know, sew up that hole in my sock, all that kind of stuff. Like, oh. you don't actually need to be, like driving them on play dates or taking them to Disneyland or doing all of these like expensive external things that you think essentially is bonding with your kids. You can literally sit down with them, have a conversation with a piece of paper and a pen. And that would be so, when I think about my childhood, I mean, I would have, I loved so much just doing really simple things with my dad. I remember he was like such an artist and he taught me how to draw and sew and things like that. That was like a dream thing to do with him. Nice. You know, even cooking, like, you know, if my mom showed me how to cook something, I loved it. Um, I really was not, I mean, not that I really had the opportunity, but like going to a theme park or something like that was so like not in, on my radar. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I didn't grow up in LA. LA is, is a different city. Different animal. Different animal. What did you so, like to do growing up? I played sports. Oh, that's why you, that's why he misses all the sports. I just think, just in general, I just talking to a lot of people and just, uh, yeah, I played sports year round. I mean, I did a lot of arts and everything, but I was baseball, basketball, mm -hmm. soccer year round, all the way up to out of college. Crazy. So why? So what happened? Why did did you pursue a, a particular sport and fail miserably? Uh, no, I didn't. Actually, I went to play college basketball, oh. and we went to the national championship, and it was great. And then afterwards, uh, I was like, all right, cool. Wait, you were quite short for a basketball player. Really? Right? I didn't play professional. Oh, okay, sorry. I don't know the... I don't but know the I'm, of... I'm pretty tall for a basketball Adrian player. Adrian is very tall. Okay, I'm just joking. Adrian's actually very tall. But I am just saying, you know, he's, you know, the basketball, I mean, people could play like, they're like freakishly tall. True, but... You're kind of like, a, what was that basketball, Bunsy? Bunsy? Muggsy Bogues? Muggsy, was he like, uh, he was like six foot, right? He was 5'2". Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Big sports fan over here. <laughs> I'm just gonna... Okay. How tall are you, Adrian? I'm 6'4". Oh, sorry. You're well within the league of professional yeah. basketball people. Above average height oh, for above average for an NBA player. In yes. a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yes, a lot of ways. Speaking of, 
Um, what? Next step. Being above average. Oh, okay, I average. think that we, we do need to talk about movies. Yes. Okay, I actually have a very old TV. My TV is over 10 years old, and I'm too cheap to buy a new one. Um, so I'm unable to get Netflix right now, which means I only have Hulu. Don't tell her. But what? Netflix is on a computer. No, I am not going to watch a movie if sitting at my computer. I'm just not. That's one thing I refuse to do. It can, yeah, it can also... I have my standards, okay? I need to be on my giant white lounge, the bowl of popcorn, watching TV on an actual television, which right now is so old that I can't stream it. Ten years it. old? You can, don't you have a HDMI cable? Things connect? I actually have an Apple TV to stream. Yeah. But for some reason, apparently, somebody was telling me this, it's, it's my TV and it needs some kind of like gadget to make it all work together. But basically, long story short, I only have Hulu. So I missed out on a bunch of stuff this year that's available on Netflix and all the other channels. There's still a lot of good stuff on Hulu. But yeah, you did miss a lot. I missed out on Baby Yoda. Mandalorian, yeah, that was nuts. Mm -hmm. Everyone feels like that uh, made 2020 much better after watching the season two. And why did you like it so much? Oh, no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. You got to go watch it. You got to go watch it. I will. I need, maybe I just, I just need to get a new TV. I just need to bite the bullet. Yeah. I was going to get a projector. But That's I was going to get a projector like right here, but then... Everything used, be blue. I used this space for filming a lot, and I just didn't want the hassle of having to pull down a screen and like watch. It was just like too much work. And also, you know what? Twenty twenty is the year of coming back to basics. So I thought I really don't need to have all these cable channels to watch all the time. Like seriously, like Hulu has plenty for me to watch. That's totally fine. I can probably get somebody else's. Um, do, you have, do you have HBO Max or anything like that? Nope. Well, I can find somebody that can give me the HBO <laughs> Max like, password or whatever. Somebody who is uh, generous. And uh, yeah, I mean, there are simple solutions to complicated things. Like oh, there was so many solutions. It was great. So um, anyway, I feel like... I don't know, 2020 has been the year for me where I really had to think about what, where I'm going to put my money because it was a very tight year financially for everybody. Um, and just because I said earlier that I had some financial assistance, that doesn't mean that, you know, that assistance was on par with what I would have normally made on a regular year. Yes. And I think that's the same for everybody going yes. out there. I'm very grateful that I had the assistance. Thank you so much. Namaste. Um, namaste. But uh, definitely, you know, making ends meet has been a challenge. Yes. And, you know, I really have to think, do I need a new flat screen TV or projector? I mean... Yes. I actually do. But I am just going to put that on the back burner for now. Um, She's getting it tomorrow. I'm getting it tomorrow. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> Let's see how the next six months fare. Maybe it'll be my birthday present. There you go. My birthday is in March, in case anybody's wondering, and they, they want to um, donate to my cause. I have an Amazon wish list, and my Do Venmo... Do you? Are you... I'm, I'm speaking for her. Oh. <laughs> I should create a, 
Oh, Amazon wishlist. Amazon wishlist. My my pages. Venmo is in my bio. Yeah. Cash at me. Cash. All that fun stuff. Should we move on to the next topic? Yes. Can you drink some of this? I have one. Like... Did you know how long this show is? It's not long enough, apparently. Mm. We have a whole mm. other bottle here we need to dump. It's only been an hour, Adrian. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, Happy for joining New us. Year. Happy New Not in some parts of the world. It's always young. It's true. It's true. Mother Earth, she is just classic beauty. Like, what do you think just... that uh, the world would be like if it was Father Earth? The misogyny would be like through the roof. We already have so many fathers in in the world. Father. We have Father Christmas. Okay. We have. Um, but, you know, our Lord, our Father, Jesus is a man. All the spiritual leaders have been men. I mean, in popular culture, right? Mm -hmm. Not popular culture, but like history, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but how many mothers did we have in, in, in spiritually or in our popular culture world? We have Mother Earth. Okay, Mother Earth. Okay. Who else? Hmm. Michelle Obama. Yeah, Michelle Obama. Kamala Harris. I'm just yeah. going to raise a toast to these amazing women. Uh, I think she was referring to me also raising a toast also. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, can I just, I just want to mention, I'm actually the exact mix of Kamala Harris, in case people are wondering. Um, I saw a lot of people asking that question. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, I just want to clarify. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, uh, Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria. And, uh, Shots by, fired! Model choo, 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 choo. Okay, my family is South African, and like Kamala Harris, my mother is Indian, and my father is African. But you know, mixed. They're both actually mixed. I hope uh, Alec Baldwin's not watching this. So I'm just very proud that there is a woman in office that I can relate to, um, you know, on a biological level. And also, of course, um, in the world of women of color in general. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Speaking of people running for president, let's, can we just go through who ran for president this year? Oh, okay. There's Biden. <laughs> There's Trump. He didn't run. Oh. Yeah, I guess he did run for president. But, um, and Kanye West. Oh, Kanye West! Oh my gosh! WTF. I that mean, was pretty exciting. He ran a great campaign. He did? I didn't follow it. No, he didn't. I was being sarcastic. He like had one uh, rally that was in a, I think a hotel uh, event space, and he ended up crying, and he said a lot of things uh, that shouldn't be saying on on live IGTV. It was really bad. And uh, it, yeah, it was really just going down in flames from the beginning. And a lot of times he wasn't, uh, he didn't get enough signatures in, in most of the states either. So that people had to write in votes. And it was, it was bad. That's a shame because you know what? I feel like it would have been highly entertaining 
to have him on the on the debate uh, stage. I mean, you've got. And I would have loved to have Kimmy come out, okay, looking fabulous and advocating for him and doing all her PR stuff on social media. I think that would have been hilarious. I thought very entertaining. I, think I would have watched it. She would have done a great job. I think she would have done an amazing job. Yeah. Well, she's great. I mean, granted, I mean, honestly, I have so many props for any woman in entertainment that has blown it out of the water like she has. She has really uh, been able to establish a brand for herself, which is so difficult for women, I think, and um, has run with it. And I probably have to thank her mother, honestly, because her mother was the one who kind of like built her empire. I actually, but still, she's a woman too, so yay, you know? Yeah, I actually think that what people don't really talk about too much about uh, Kim and just her family and everything, but she actually, I mean, people won't think, people will disagree with me, but uh, she's kind of like a role model to a lot of women uh, all over the world because they sort of, she sort of gave them a platform and realized to a lot of women that, hey, I can start my own business mm-hmm. through online, through my fan base and be able to, you know, have my own sort of, um, yeah. But I just want to say more importantly than all of that is she's a woman of color. And I think, I don't think, I don't know if anybody understands this, but I feel like growing up for so many of us, we didn't have enough role models of women of color and not just black and not just people who were like black, you know, like Beyonce obviously is a, a huge inspiration and role model. But somebody who, you know, you know, Kim Kardashian is Persian, she's from a different part of the world, she really embraced her culture and her heritage and how she looked. Um, and I think that was happening at a time when we're so pressured as women to conform to a certain stereotype that's on the catwalk, which is, you know, for lack of a better world, uh, word, we're coming out of an era of like the Kate Moss wave era, you know, heroin chic kind of like images where women were super white, super skinny, super like modelly kind of thing. And all of a sudden Kimmy comes on the show and it's like, bam, she's got this massive butt along with JLo, by the way, who I love. And they were kind of like just celebrating their heritage, their culture, who they were. And they were really putting their stamp on the world. Yeah. Um, as women, as women of color, as, um, you know, just, uh, real people, real women that weren't trying to adhere to some kind of stereotype. And I really admire that. I mean, there was, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, there mm, was so many, <laughs> I'm just saying in the context of things, I think people need to look at things. Well, that she, lens. she was a big reason why you got started your business, right? Uh, yes. And why, why is that Adrian? Because you, she, you saw she was starting a business and you're like, Oh my gosh, I could do that. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I subconsciously, subconsciously, I was like, here is a woman of color who has just gone out there. She's put herself out there. She doesn't try to conform to anybody. She does her own thing. She's building her brand, no matter what that brand is. And she's determined to be successful and she is successful. And I can do that too. You are doing it. I am doing it. God damn it. Doing it. So I just feel like it's very, it's very inspirational. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people, a lot of women have a lot of things to say about, about women being successful business owners and maybe 
not being exactly who they would want to be represented in the world. But I say, you know what? It's a different world now. Everybody is, you know, who's to say that what you have to be a there certain... There's no normal. Who's to say that somebody has to be a certain person to fit into a certain stereotype? I mean, everybody needs to be breaking the boundaries, breaking barriers, putting, you know, setting examples for other young women to come up and to emulate. So I, no matter who it is, you know, I mean, people gave Tyra Banks a lot of flack for what she does. I'm not a huge Tyra Banks fan, but I really respect her. I really admire her for um, for what she's done in her in her business, for really promoting herself, for really promoting, you know, black women in modeling. I don't know if you know, but that was a huge thing, along with Naomi. Yeah, well, no. obviously. Yeah, no. I mean, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in, but so what? I mean, she really kind of breaking the barrier, break the barriers for, for women to come and for young girls to come up behind her that are going to push those boundaries even further. So, I just say big kudos to everybody. Big kudos. Who is doing that? Every woman that is doing that, um, no matter how successful you are, just keep going because you are really setting an example and it's not so much that you or me are important doing that, but it's the people who are coming up behind us that might actually be making the difference for everyone. So I just want, I think we need to toast that for everybody. We need four toasts out of that. Yes, exactly. So I hope to be a role model someday. You are a role model of people. I hope to be one of those people who can say, hey, look, I'm an immigrant to the US. I'm a, a woman of color. I was able to start a business here. I was able to do things that I never thought I was able to do. And I hope, I really hope that this inspires other women and other young girls to follow in my footsteps so that they can take us to the moon. Yeah, there are, that's the plan. That's There's the already plan. a girl going to the moon 2022. Awesome. I just, I just want to say, if you have any doubt about starting anything in life life is short it's so short and you know what this i follow this blogger mark manson do you know him yep okay i really like i you know I, I i read his stuff regularly and he read a book called um Son a lot of not giving a f and honestly i think the the thing that he said most poignantly is that um uh, what am I trying to say? People, people don't care if you do, or people don't care if you don't. Yep, you gotta do your Basically. thing. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, honestly, it's like we're doing this show right now, and I don't know if anyone's watching, but I also don't really care because I really love doing the show with you. Yep. I really have so much fun. I get so much out of it for myself, and if nobody's watching, that's fine. If people are watching, but I hope you're watching. People are watching, and you're entertained by us clowns up here, or you're getting something out of it that's even better. And who cares? Who cares if people love it or hate it? Who cares? Really? I mean, honestly, the mummies told but us. But please love it. Please love it. The mummies told us so much about this because the mummies are like, you know, we're mummies. I mean, you can open us or not open us. It doesn't matter to us. But like, you know. Yeah, they're like, it's whatever, man. <laughs> That was like 5,000 years ago. I mean, really? There, I feel like, uh, I mean, there's 5,000 years from now, they're going to be opening us up out of a mummy, us being mummy. Where do you want to be buried? Uh, you have a family mausoleum? Yeah. You do? 
Yeah. In Arizona? Yeah. So with them? Under the pyramid? Yeah, uh, something like that, yeah. Area. Do you all like rise up to face each other? Yeah, we do that all the time. <laughs> like, what's up? So what has your personal growth been this year? If I can ask that. Mm. Oh, you already mentioned it, but but do you think this no, year... No, I mean, I'll, I'll say it. So I felt like my personal growth, I really dove into uh, creating content and uh, new avenues of making money and uh, creating content, new avenues of making money, TikTok, those are the three, and just learning and growing. Mm -hmm. I uh, really learned a lot about, you know, um, side hustles, new streams of income and revenue, and, you know, really improving my content creating. That's awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people experience that this year. Oh, I guess Especially, it wasn't original. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, you're already doing it, but I think- Yes, I was doing it, I but like to really, I really like, was able to like, I broke into another level for yeah. myself. Yes, mm -hmm. and I think on that level, everybody was doing that because all, lots of people lost their jobs. Yeah, and they were like, okay, what else can I do to create another stream of income for myself? And we really had to do a lot of soul searching. We really yeah. had to think, okay, how do I marry making money with doing what I love? What I want exactly what yeah. I want to do that I love that is going to be sustainable in terms of like making me fulfilled, happy. But also exactly. prosperous. Yep. And I and I'm actually very excited for 2021 because I feel like this is when so 2020 was the year where we were all turned upside down and we all back to the drawing, back to basics, back to basics, back to drawing board. Kind of all right, what do I got to do? Let's get the drawing board out. Okay, let's start time. learning. I gotta start all over again. Exactly. But 2021 is gonna be super exciting. Put everything into use. Everything is going to be developed and put forward and sort of manifested and i'm super excited because oh me too i'm super excited for 2021 i think everybody is we're really going to see some really great things come out of this year i think that in the world and the society and just people you know specific people personal people i felt like 2021 was just again we had to purge we had to purge on how we were in the past and we had to like a uh, cocoon and butterflies you know, we're not fully butterflies yet, but yeah. 2020, we were like a cocoon and just society, culture, uh, the world, and just had to really break out of our shell into something different. I think I've said this many times before, if you we were doing something 30 years ago, it needs to change because 30 years ago, their mindset and the way they were doing things wasn't uh, how it is now. So it's like, we just had, everything had to change. Right. And I think we're in the process of doing that. Yeah, so I think I think that this year coming up tomorrow, 2021. Tomorrow? What? Oh, I got so much to do before then. Oh, I gotta hurry up. Seriously, I have so much to do. Oh, God, I gotta pull up my socks. <laughs> but I, it's exciting. It really is exciting. I am so looking forward to what people uh, have decided to create because I think this past few years we've been so caught up in the grind basically going to work making the money taking care of people just the constant grind of it all and i love that 2020 brought us all down to earth mother nature said stop yes we need to reset everybody needs to 
go back into the cocoon and and really think about who they want to be and what they want to create. Yeah, and I think it, I think it was a lot of realization too, where you realize, okay, I really don't need to go out every night. Like I was doing that, I was enjoying you it. You were doing that. No, I'm saying people in general were like, yeah. I don't need to go out every night. I don't need to eat out every night. I don't need to do this, you know, all the time. When it's like you're for when you're forced to stay in one place, you realize, okay, I can cut a lot of this stuff out. You know, it's so funny because I was I was reading and researching for tonight. I was like looking up things about like you know what what were the good things that came out of 2020 because that's really what I want to focus on tonight. And oh, I came people, across. You know, there was a lot of people, a lot of articles that I read were focusing on sort of like people's expectation of who they thought they should be, how, how they thought that people expected them to show up in life. And the fact that they maybe lost their job or basically had to stay at home all the time or become a caregiver, that really brought back to them a sense of um, humility and basically starting from scratch of like, you know, who they wanted to be for themselves, not for everybody else. So that you take somebody who's working nine to five to provide for their family. And yeah, I mean, of course, like everybody wants to do that. But with COVID and having, maybe having that person has lost their job and now all of a sudden they become a caregiver and they think, oh my gosh, what I really want to do is just watch my kids grow up and, you know, experience their childhood and take care of my family. Um, and I feel like those kind of things have really been beneficial and really been inspirational for them in their lives. And maybe they won't go back to their regular job next year. Maybe they will find a, a way to maintain that connection with their family going forward. So, so many good things have come out of this year. Um, and I just think it takes a, a bit of adjustment. It takes like a different um, perspective on opportunities and not really thinking about what you've lost, but actually thinking about what you've gained and how to propel that forward in your future. Yeah, I think a lot of people learned a lot this year, whether they know it or not. Yeah. I think they, uh, they learned about, you know, life, themselves, you know, knowledge, and just the world a lot this year. I think a lot of people will just, uh, it was a very learning experience for everybody in this world. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Okay, we are almost, we're almost at the bottom of this bottle, and I'm ashamed to say that I have drunk most of it. But uh, Adrian here is going to catch up. Ah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year. Cheers. Happy New Year. We only have a couple of uh, topics left. Yep. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Everyone's favorite word, stimulus check. How do you feel about stimulus check? Was it stimulating? Be honest, Adrian. How stimulated were you by your How check? much did you drink? I was stimulated a lot. Okay. The fact that we only got one check. Uh, uh, yeah. One but it check. was. <laughs> okay. That's not what I heard. Let me just say that. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, it was a popular term uh, that a lot of people used this year. It's crazy. Um, you know, I said this earlier, but um, it was helpful. Definitely, and I 
Namaste, very appreciate it. Um, I think, uh, I, I think that hopefully what we get from the stimulus checks that are being injected into the economy will sort of give more insight into how the government can sort of lift everybody up in this way to make us more, what's the word? I don't want to say more like Europe, but yes, like more secure in our everyday lives so that we're not like constantly fighting to survive because we can only evolve as a society if our basic needs are met. So for instance, I, I always think about this when, I, I know you have an opinion about this, I can see it in your eyes, but let's just take an example, okay? A child going to school, okay? If a child goes to school to learn and they haven't had breakfast and as a basic need, you need to have food in order to be able to concentrate and sort of, you know, be your best self for that day. I feel like if we don't have those basic needs met, if a child is going to school hungry, there's no way they're going to be able to focus on what they're supposed to learn. I mean, they're completely erratic, they're thinking about lunch, they're acting out, they're hangry. It's like there's no way that they can actually be a productive member of society or in the classroom because their basic needs haven't been met. And that's what I feel like needs to happen in America. Like we need to have our basic needs met in order for all of us to operate as just regular human beings with a sense of humanity and kindness towards each other. Yeah. And um, something as simple as a stimulus, as a check, you know, a couple of hundred dollars, one hundred dollars a week would make a huge difference. A couple of hundred dollars a week. Like a couple hundred dollars a month would make a massive difference. If people would just have that kind of like little bit of social padding for themselves would make a massive difference across the, across the country. We wouldn't be fighting each other to survive. Your thoughts, Adrian? Uh, I totally agree. I think uh, this, this uh, pandemic is uh, changed a lot and People lost their jobs and everything, uh, but yeah, I agree. I think that that uh, you know, if I think this is forcing a lot of people to find new ways to make money mm -hmm. and new ways to have their their needs met and find new ways to survive and to new ways to thrive, you know, and maybe to the point where you know, I think just. This pandemic was just crazy and hit everybody hard. And I think the government, I think a lot of people didn't know how to go about handling everybody and helping everybody and helping all those needs. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are a lot of people that are struck by this very hard and it's been very hard for them. You know, but uh, yeah, I think once we get, you know, we can all survive and thrive on our own and be able to, you know, provide for, you know, ourselves and others. Uh, and being able to help other people, help other people out, and maybe, and you know, I think people wouldn't be as mad at the government. Yeah, for sure. I kind of feel like you know, it's kind of like being on a plane. You know, when the plane is crashing, and the thing, the oxygen things come down. Yeah. And they're always like, you know, serve yourself before you serve a child. Yeah. Because the child has no chance if you're dead, basically. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it is. It's like, 
okay, I need a little bit of help in order to help you. Yeah. You know, there's no, like, if you're just getting help directly, like, and you're a child, like, flailing in the winds, like, how does... The kids are already yeah. outside, and the planes have cracked open. Exactly. The kids just flying right now. But if you give it to me, if you give all of the money to me, <laughs> I can then feel secure and stable enough to help as many people as I can. Yeah. And I, I, I really hope that this year, with people experiencing getting a little bit of assistance from the government, it kind of like creates a sense of um, security so that we can expect that. I think that the question is we should expect it from the government. We pay taxes. We should expect this assistance from our leaders in order for all of us to get to a place where we're healthy and stable and able to help, help each other. Because when we're hangry, and we're all individually just fighting to survive to put food on the table. That doesn't help anybody. It does not help anybody. If everyone's mad, no one can be helped. Exactly. So I, I really love the idea of a stimulus check. Um, I mean, not just on the superficial level, but for the for you know the reasons I've just explained. But for money, 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 money. My Gucci boots. No, I'm kidding. Um, her big screen TV she's getting tomorrow. Oh she showed God. me. Can she already ordered. She showed me the TV that she's getting okay. online. <laughs> Just kidding. It's no, going to be a projector. To her, uh, it's a total projector, okay? I'm not wasting She's getting time two. Okay. She's getting two. One for a room, one right here. Um, she's trying to play, play it down, but she's getting it tomorrow. But you know what? I think that I, you know, there is a, a massive distrust of the government for good reason. I say massive distrust of the government in America for good reason. But it really is up to the people to demand things that within that are within our rights to demand. We pay. We all pay taxes. We all pay into a system that is supposed to be giving back to us. And I think the people. No, I totally disagree. I actually think that all the people should rise up. And I don't think we need the government. I think we need the people need to rise up and overthrow the government. And uh, well, the new government then, people. Well, yeah, because I think a lot of the government is just stuck in the ways that we've been doing it since the 1700s. But that comes, yeah, I mean, that comes back to us voting, right? We need to vote the right people into power. Yeah, we don't need to do that. But even if you have the people, they no, can still need. form the government. We can start forming the government on our own and don't need to, and just kind of like exclude the government. But then you just have a new government, so what's the difference? We're not having that government, that old government. Well, yeah, but we have a Biden government now. Is that if we, a ha if we have a, a government of people that are, you know, 30s to 40s to 50s age group, how do you think that would differ from the government that we have now? There are a lot of young Republicans, right-wing Republicans out there. Right, but if, like, that sort of narrow, if the government was just through that that uh, perspective. Oh my gosh, you know what we should do? Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We need to divide society into two groups, okay? We need to divide- One is Canada. <laughs> Listen to me, this is a great I'm idea. right here. What happened not listening to you? Okay, 50 is, the, 50 is the cutoff point. So everybody over 50 gets to choose their own government. Everybody under 50 gets to choose their own government. And then we operate with and everybody has to wear. The everyone's given different colors. Pink. I choose pink. Pink. Well, no. Hot that's pink. Hot pink. Pink. Ne neon pink. Neon pink is for people over fifty. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry, I've been decided. Sorry. Florida. Is that Florida? Are those the colors of Florida? 
Oh, people Flaming, over 50. Flamingo neon pink. No, that was already voted. Sorry. Okay, teal blue, because I think that teal blue is still like a hot color right now in the day cluster. Maybe. <laughs> okay, but do you agree that that would be a great idea? Uh, I agree that it is an idea that could be great, yes. yes. I think we can split up the government into two groups, okay? Over 50s, under 50s. And let's see who, and you know, let's see how things pan out. Because I feel like the government is too, spread too thinly. Yes. Who would you choose to be our leader since we're under 50? Uh, that's a good question. I want Obama, okay? I know Obama's over 50, but I really want him back. No, he's part of the over 50 group. Oh, no! No! Who would I choose? I actually did, I actually figured, I actually had an idea about that already. Uh, who would be the leader? Uh, I'm really not very uh, political, I'm not, you know, I don't follow politics very closely, but I'm sure there's some young, hot, Democrats that would love would make great leaders. I actually want like the leader of New Zealand, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, to be our leader. Did you oh, just, I know who would be. AOC. Oh, AOC. Yes, AOC for sure. Cheers to that. AOC, be our leader. Absolutely. I'm glad we could agree on something. I've been agreeing all day. <laughs> Two hours of agreeing. Okay, um, speaking of agreeing, everybody seems to be playing one particular board game this year. Apparently, I actually only watched the movie, so... No, wait, there were two movies. Let me just... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. What was the board game everyone was playing? Oh, we were living in uh, Jumanji. Oh, we were year. living in Jumanji, okay. I see. I read this wrong. It said, we are playing the game of Jumanji. Yes. I took that literally. Is there a game called Jumanji? Yeah, there's a game called Jumanji. Okay. And we're living it. And we're living it. So, I... So tonight, at the stroke of midnight, everyone yell out Jumanji. Um, and that ends the game. Question. Do you prefer the recent one or the old movie version? Uh, the two sequels? Was it a sequel? Well, there's two movies. There's two new movies, and then there's one old movie. So there's been three Jumanji's. Okay, the Robin Williams one is the old movie. Yeah. Okay. That's my preference. Uh, she loves any movie with Jack Black in it. I actually do. I think Jack Black is actually brilliant. Yeah, he's great. So very, very ones. talented person. And... You know, I admire everybody, anybody who is ambitious and criticism. You know what, I just, I was watching, um, uh, last night I watched, um, what was it, Potion Number 9? I love Potion Number 9. I love Potion Number 9. Oh, that was a great movie. And I saw Sandra Bullock in that movie and I was thinking, you know what, I really admired her because she was probably, this was probably a big break for her, right? She was very young. Yeah. Big break in this movie. Yep. And look at where she is today. Amazing. I mean, she just, Where is she? She's a producer, major executive producer on all the movies she makes. Nice. You know, all her movies go sky high. And it's not, it's like, what, what can
can you contribute to that other than just her will and her ambition and the work that she puts into doing that? I mean, she's not the most beautiful woman. Mm, shots she's fired. not the best actress. Shots fired. She's not anything special, but she really... Where's the compliment going, come in? I'm just saying she's a brilliant businesswoman. Going back to brilliant businesswomen, okay? All you need to be, all you need to do to be a brilliant businesswoman is have a vision and follow through. And the world will adapt. That's my, that's what I'm writing on anyway. Um, but all these women, I mean, like all the women I mentioned before, Kim Kardashian, Tyra Banks, um, all these women who you would maybe, I mean, they're all great people, I'm sure, but like, are they the, the are they the absolute best at anything they do? No. But they have pursued their careers and they have really gone to the moon with it. And that's so ins inspirational for everybody. So Sandra Bullock was just another one. She's a major executive Hollywood player. Kudos to her. She came from, you know, these kind of like B-grade movies and now she's like risen to the top and kudos to Sandra Bullock. And everybody else in Hollywood who's really why are you making fun of me? You know, everybody in Hollywood who really made it, not even in Hollywood, but in the world. I mean, okay, let me just say, I am a major, huge fan of Shark Tank and all the women on Shark Tank, Laurie and Barbara and Barbara Cochran. And, I mean, those women are phenomenal, phenomenal. Who would have thought? But I aspire to follow in their footsteps and I hope if they inspire everybody to follow in their so yeah. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Okay, we're gonna pop one last bottle of champagne and then Countdown! Countdown! Okay. Ten. Wait! Nine! Eight! Oh my god! Seven! Six! Five! Four! much for listening to this special edition rock and talk with adrian kiwis hope you have a happy new year if you enjoyed this episode be sure to leave a good review and check out our other episodes as always you can find us on social media under at rock and cushions and you can browse our website rockandcushions.com to find affordable trendy slipcovers for all your ikea furniture be sure to follow our channel so you never miss the next rock and talk with michelle vanderwater 